Welcome back, podcast listeners. This is the We Know Ball podcast. Today, we are teaming up with Underdog Fantasy to bring you guys an amazing deal. If you go ahead and sign up using their mobile app or their website, and you use code WKB when you sign up, they will give you a deposit match of up to $100. That is an amazing deal. So take advantage of it while you can. Sign up, use code WKB, and get on to some daily fantasy. Crowder looking, throws it, alley of the hole! Puts it down. It's over. Welcome back to the 11th episode of the We Know Ball podcast. Um, before we get into this episode, we want to talk to you guys about a giveaway we have going on Twitter right now. Um, you can get a free NBA jersey of your choice. So just go to our t- uh, tweet at WKB podcast underscore. If you retweet it, follow us on Twitter and subscribe to us on YouTube. Um get a chance to win yourself a nice nice little NBA jersey. Um, today, the Suns beat the Kings in an overtime win, 127-124. Uh, they grinded this one out. It, was, it wasn't a bad game, per se. It was an awful I don't think game. So. What are you talking about? I, don't, I hated, I don't think I hated so. every second of that game. I don't think it was a bad game as far as we played terrible. No. I didn't think we played bad. I just hated watching that game. <laughs> yeah, it was like, hard to watch. yeah, it was so hard to watch. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, but those close games are still like at least they keep me watching. Like, yeah, and um, I know Jay got hurt tonight, which sucks. But um, we didn't get an update tonight at the time we're recording this of what the injury like is, how serious it is or anything, but he was on the bench, like having a jolly old time in the second half. So I think he'll, I wouldn't be surprised if we sit him till the playoffs though. Honestly. Yeah. Cause Craig has been playing very well. I don't, he didn't, I mean, he wasn't, he's so pretty good tonight. He was like, terrible plus he was he was like mid he didn't shoot well but he had 10 rebounds two steals well yeah he missed he if we think about it the last he's missed four shots in his last three games so (laughs) yeah so huge hustle plays and he still had 10 rebounds yeah with how well tory craig has been playing recently uh I feel fairly comfortable resting Jay for the last eight games, honestly. Um, I would also – I think Cam Johnson might come back before the playoffs, maybe just for, like, a few games. If he comes back at all, it'll be, like, no more than, like, four games, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So really, like the team you saw tonight, like the players that played tonight, minus Jay, um, is probably just the team where. Oh, and I guess add campaign. Um, take away Alfred Payton, yeah. And take away Alfred, which, like, we'll we'll get into this. We got to talk about like why we've just been suddenly getting Alfred minutes for no reason, like especially tonight. So we're going to get about into that. Now? No, because okay. actually, uh, I kind of lost my other train of thought. So, yeah, <laughs> we can talk about that now. Why I got it, I understood it for the Bulls game. Like, he gave us the reasoning, but I don't understand starting him today over Aaron Holiday. I so don't get it. When I was listening to the um, to the announcers or whatever while watching the game, they said that Monty said that prior to the playoffs he wants Aaron Holiday to learn um like he wants to see he wants Aaron Holiday to see how the Suns play the game like from the outside instead of while he's like since he's so new I don't remember he's want to just throw him in the fire yeah like he wants to he wants him to like grasp how they're playing how they play like how they run their defense sets and stuff like that um like from an outside looking in because I'm sure it's a lot harder to do it on the fly while you're playing. Yeah. Rather than, cause he kind of did just get thrown in the fire. 
Yeah, but he still played 23 minutes tonight. And Alfred Payton played 18. I think the big the biggest reason was for him to really get used to the bench, like coming off the bench in the beginning at least. Obviously, he played more minutes towards the end, but like getting really used to Landry Shamit, JaVale McGee, Torrey Craig. I think just to build their chemistry a little bit and just see how he would, like, you know, get more used to the bench. That's smart. That's – yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Realistically, yeah. realistically he's not going to play too many minutes with, like, Jay Crowder, Mikhail. And Mikhail, I guess, he plays the whole game, basically, but, like – Yeah, so, so you're game. saying he started Alfred because – of that and just because Alfred's a kind of inconsequential guy who's not going to play yeah. in the playoffs anyway. Just because everybody else in the starting lineup is like, they can hold their own, I guess. Like the bench, just because Aaron Ahad is going to be running all the bench point guard minutes, uh, point guard shooting guard minutes with uh, campaign. So that's my assumption. Yeah. So that, that's a good, that's a good Monty decision right there. But I think we should talk about a bad Monty decision. And talk about the fact that Mikel Bridges played 50 minutes tonight. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's necessary. I don't think against the Kings, I don't think we're shooting for even a win that hard. Bro, we play we have like the Timberwolves and the Nuggets and the we have the Sixers, Warriors, and Grizzlies all like in our next five games. Mikel Bridges shouldn't see more than 35 minutes in any of them, dude. Yeah. I maybe, think- maybe 40 if it's like our tight game and you're like really into it but yeah 50 is absurd and i know we played overtime but still the next highest minutes in the game was oh wow it was actually oh. david mitchell he played 46 oh in minutes. the game <laughs> no i understand uh, on the team it was book i understand that mikhail Bridges is like the iron man you know he's played he's not missed a game yet all that stuff but i just don't think it's worth it to risk it especially when we're already clinching the one seed Clinch a playoff spot. Um, it's that definitely not worth it to play. Yeah, especially when he had a plus minus of zero. Yeah. Do you think? 50. Do you think it was because of all the foul trouble plays Probably. a bigger part into it? Because speaking of, uh, and we'll we'll talk more about the refs, but an awful officiating night, and Mikel Bridges still only had one foul. <laughs> I think a big uh, factor is that Jay Crowder got hurt. Because I think usually Tory Craig would replace Mikhail, but then Tory Craig had to replace Jay Crowder. Earlier, yeah, but so. then you'd just like to see Ish Wainwright yeah, yeah. take those minutes because we can't have mm-hmm. Mikhail playing 50. I don't even love seeing Book play 37 minutes. Yeah. I think everyone should be around like 30, around 30 right now. Yeah, like – yeah, it's just absurd. I don't know why. I understand, like, the whole, like... We do have three days off right now, so I think that... Maybe that had something to do with If it. we only had a day in between, or, like, two days in between, maybe it wouldn't have been so high, but we have the whole three days, and they don't get that that often, so I think... I think we want to push for the franchise record, get that out of the way. That's, that's what I'm thinking. So, yeah... I- we mentioned this a little bit on a different episode, how I think, or I don't, maybe not. I might've said this to like my parents or something, but I think the Suns are just like banking on winning the next now four in a row. Yeah. So that they just get their franchise record and then they can just chill. Uh, granted, there's no actual guarantee they win four straight, especially because those are against the Timberwolves, Nuggets on a back-to-back. And then... Well, the Nuggets just got blown out by the Celtics tonight. Yeah, but it's still Jokic, man. (laughs) Um, But I guess uh, Aiden usually has great games against Jokic, so. Yeah. We'll see with the the Nuggets. But that one is still the second night of a back-to-back. I think we need to hope that they don't see that. um, They're – I think they have to – if they go six and one in their next seven road games – they have the best road record in a season of all time. The Suns? Yeah. They, they have to win have six of like, – They only have – They have seven, seven left. Road so they have to go left. six of yeah. one. If they go six and six, six and one in their next seven road games then. And most of our games are, for the rest of the season are road games. Yeah. I think they're just pushing for any type of records they can get because obviously it's like a historically good team. 
Oh, I might need to buy tickets to the Sixers game. That'd be fire. Um, we have Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota and Denver, that back-to-back is both on the road. Okay. And then we, come and then we have uh, at Golden State on March 30th and then at Memphis on April 1st. So it's going to be a tough, tough. But yeah, after that stretch, after that stretch, it's okay. It's OKC, Lakers, Clippers, Jazz. Actually, that's still pretty tough. So we'll see. And then we play the Kings one more time. Hooray. (laughs) But yeah, I kind of forgot. Like, how did this, we get into this conversation? That's. I kind of forgot where we started at. Let's move on to uh, – <laughs> let's just move on. Let's talk about – oh, we were talking about Mikel Bridges' minutes. Yeah. Uh, but we're kind of done. Let's talk about what did you guys – did you guys like what you saw from DeAndre Ayton tonight? Um, let me you had, recap. Do you know how many points he had? I, I just look now, so. Arian, do you I'll know? know? No, I have no idea. Okay, how many points yeah. do you think he had? Like 15? You're pretty close. He had 12. Okay. 12 and 10. But he shot five of six. Yeah, he just didn't take a lot of shots. And he only yeah, played he 27 sh- minutes. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Why yeah, does Aiden not get him. minutes? I guess we're all we're saying that they need less minutes right now, so I guess I can't complain well, about Well, I think right it now, was but... I think he hit a big thing with the him. Foul trouble. Foul trouble. That's true. Yeah, true. Because I think he had four at like him and Book both had four going into the third quarter. Yeah. So, uh, but it is a, it is a common theme though. Like I, he plays a good amount of minutes, but Monty rests him for like a really long. Period just in in general, yeah. Yeah, he'll come out like early in the third quarter, and he won't come back to like the end of the fourth quarter, like the middle of the fourth quarter. It feels like he's out for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I don't know. I'm I struggle to care about these games now, just because we're getting so close to the playoffs. But it's uh, what's the word? I don't know. I just struggle to care about these games right now. So I can't. I I like look at what happens in these games, and I'm like, eh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, especially against the Kings. <laughs> yeah. Like the and, whole officiating thing, I did not care because if we yeah. lose. Yeah, it was, a, it was a big thing on Twitter how bad the refs were. I, obviously, they were really bad, but I just don't think it was like that big of a deal at this point. Yeah, like I, I want that. My thing that I just want them to get is 60 wins. That's kind of all I want. I, could, I don't really want them to risk more injuries playing hard. Like, I don't really care about the franchise win record that I know they're really dedicated to being like the best Suns team ever, but winning. I think they already are already does that. And they already are regardless. Yeah. I just skill wise. Yeah. Yeah. And forget the wins. Like every, every other, every other thing statistically, we're just the best. And if you just watch like, you know, yeah, I mean, if you look at the 73 and 9 Warriors, they didn't win a championship. <laughs> so that's why I'm all for just like kind of resting our guys. I like play the next two games and then be done. Even the, maybe play the Sixers game. Yeah. But. So, but like I think the problem is is we have so many injuries right now. Like we have Dario Kaminsky, Chris Paul, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder might be out. Who who like when you say rest, like how many minutes would you give them and who because then that means that some of our other rotation guys are gonna have to play 35 plus minutes a night. And yeah, that, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah, but you want to risk them getting injured when a lot of our rotational guys are already injured. Like I just I just don't know how we would uh, do it. I think we yes. it would just have to be a lot more balanced. Because think, uh, right now the way we're doing it, we're risking 
injuring more of our more important yeah yeah players. i i agree we should so, be playing yeah it's 40 plus if you're choosing between who you want to put the risk on it yeah feels well, like I, an easy choice i agree i just and think let you let wainwright biombo shamit and alfred baden get a ton of minutes pretty much make them just pretty much start have them. the bench <laughs> get start starter games. minutes and yeah. then or maybe you have the starters start the game, but then they like don't play in the second half or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make and then them you just move the it up, and then you yeah. Because I just really I still feel like we would win a lot of games doing that too. <laughs> Not with our remaining schedule, but in a full season, that's like a forty-five win team to me. Yeah. The only two players I think you don't play that much off the bench is uh, Campaign and uh, Cam Johnson. I think everybody else you can let them get their minutes in the second half. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Devin Booker, who once again – It's better than Zach Levine. Uh, yeah. He had, <laughs> tonight he had 31 points on 11 of 21 shooting, just like 55%. Uh, two of five from three, that's 40%. Uh, seven to seven from the free throw line again. Had seven rebounds, five assists, a steal. He did foul out, but um, so did two other players. So I don't really – I'm not worried about that. He – and he really uh, had a slow start to the game until, like, the third quarter, right? And that's when he went and started just hitting threes. Yeah, he had 19 in the third quarter. Yeah, he just – yeah, he always picks a quarter to just, to just draw 15-plus in. Yeah. And that's how you know, like – this dude could average like 30 if he wanted to. Yeah. Like he's only he just not doesn't. shots. Yeah. He's like he to me, I've never actually like listed it out, but I kind of want to right now. Uh like where he is in my top NBA players, like top 10. Yeah, let's make a little list. So like I have the certain players that I have, like it's obvious that they're above books. And it's like, so Giannis, uh, Jokic, I'm not even going to say Curry. Uh, MB, no, he's having a, he's having LeBron, a KD, uh, I'm not going to count Kawhi. Are we, do we want to say Luca? No. no. Well, I mean, are we talking about just this season? What are, how, yeah, I guess. Yeah. No. They're, they're pretty close this year, honestly. I think Booker's having a better year, but Luca's having a very good year, too. Based on this season, I think Devin Booker is the sixth best player in the NBA. I think it should be top four in MVP. Hot take of the day. That's a hot that take? One, if I, yeah, dude, if I tweeted that Devin Booker is the sixth best player. Sure. Oh, right, okay. Right now. No, I, I thought you were, I, no, I, I thought you were talking about top four in MVP was, was the hot take. I'm gonna say I don't know. Think... I'm talking about mine. He should, he should no. be top one in MVP. <laughs> no, but I mean, him being top four in MVP is also low key a hot take because nobody has him top four except He's us. Ninth yeah. right now rankings. Let's see. yeah. So so right now he's he's ninth. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I we discussed this last time. Everyone from seven to four does not deserve to be over him. So it's Steph Curry slash DeMar DeRozan at seven, Jason, seven and eight, Jason Tatum, Luca, and just Jack. outplayed DeMar, by the way. Yep. Yeah. So, but this was also on the 18th. So this was the, the morning of that Chicago game. So I'm sure in like, yeah, but yeah, just DeMar's, DeMar's still going to be above them when they release the next one. I know so? we said it a lot, but that's one thing yes, I understand yes. is like, uh, for the past few years, they reward winning, right? They reward like if you're the best player on the best team, you're automatically like top, top three, right? But if you like Booker is putting up the stats on losing teams, they call it empty stats. Now he's putting up the same exact numbers, more efficient on the best, being the best player on the best team, and they're still not giving him any respect with a lot more scoring options. Yeah, I saw it's hard I to saw score when you have more scoring options. I saw a tweet uh, today that said uh, Russell Westbrook's 
MVP season ruined the MVP award forever. I agree. It's because it, 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 it rewarded – it was the first time that a player was rewarded for simply putting up big numbers and not for having a good team. And people say that OKC would have been like even worse without him, but that's not the point. That wasn't that was never the point of the award before. No, they gave Curry MVP. They won 67 games and Curry got MVP when he averaged 23 points. Yep. So yeah, I just I can't I can't even it, <laughs> like dude, it was such a dramatic like shift in in the What's the word? Narrative. Yeah. Uh, actually, so, speaking of that, uh, I have two different statistics to talk about. So before, when Chris Paul first got hurt during All-Star break, everyone was saying, will he be able to win without Chris Paul? And so the last 10 games without Chris Paul, Devin Booker is averaging 28 points per game, five rebounds, and seven assists, which is really, really good. And I just don't even talking about it. Dude, that's literally Curry numbers. Yeah, it's honestly better. Like it's better than Curry's numbers. Doesn't right Steph average like, twenty-five? I think. Well, not this season. I just mean like oh. in general. Yeah. Uh, Curry. Yeah, like his best season, the uh, unanimous MVP, he averaged thirty-seven and five. Yeah, so that's one, one like two more points, <laughs> one and a half more points than Devin Booker. Granted, and I'm not going to compare this Devin Booker season to that Curry season because that was unreal, and we'll never probably see it. He shot 50% overall that season and 45% from three that season, which is insane. He shot to shoot, to shoot that on that high volume for an entire season is ridiculous. Yep. His MVP, is that, that was 2016-17? Yeah. Is that unanimous? I think it was 15, no, f- the it was fifteen sixteen. Okay. So yeah, thirty. Let's see. The fourteen fifteen, he averaged like twenty three seven and five. That his unanimous MVP season is literally Devin Booker stats with a little less assists, a little less rebounding, and two more points. Yeah. The, <laughs> but Steph's efficiency is like off the yeah. charts. So yeah. but, there's no comp. It's yeah. just the numbers are. The, put it in perspective. But let's put defense in MVP He's ninth, and he's putting up similar numbers. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous, bro. Another thing I actually want to talk about was defense, because uh, after doing some research today, I found out that Devin Booker is 61 games in. His lowest games played out of all the other seasons. He has a career high of 72 steals and 25 blocks this year. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. So the other games, he, every, he played almost every game the other seasons, and then one season he played like 56, but he didn't get anywhere near this. His 72 steals at 25 blocks this year. So That's crazy because 72 steals is not even like uh, – because I think it was Herb Jones when we played the Pelicans last week. He has 100 steals on the season. Yeah. I wonder how many Mikel has. He, he, he doesn't – or he doesn't – like, I he might have over that, over 72. But I remember I was looking at steel leaders. He's not even top five. No, I don't think so. He averages 1.2 steals. So he's probably at about, like, 80. And he he's played – He has 85 steals this year, Mikael Bridges. There you go. Mikael Bridges is – one of the best defenders in the league and a defensive player of the year candidate, and he has 13 more steals than Book. And not to mention – In so many more games. Blocks. He only has 33 blocks, and Devin Booker has 25. Yeah, and Mikhail's played so many more games. This yeah. is not Mikhail slander, <laughs> by the way. Just this is not Mikhail slander. Chris Paul has 108 on the season at 58 games played. <laughs> That's insane. Just, we're just saying that Devin Booker is a good defender. We talked about it before, but – He's very, very good. Yeah, he's really good. He's uh, – if he's not – if they don't accept it this year, they'll accept it next year. 
If I'm really going to be upset if we have to wait until Chris Paul is gone for Book to get his respect. I thought you'd get it right now while he's well, Chris Paul's out, but I guess not. Yeah, but it's not going to be – they're going to say it's not a big enough sample size. Yeah, it's always something. Yeah, it's always something. Well, a little off topic, but uh, let's talk about it before the pod. My uh, my tweet has more than blown up now <laughs> on my standards. Oh, my I'm phone is sure. just going off. That's good. I'm not used to this. <laughs> Bit. Yeah, you're gonna once you uh oh damn you got like 250 likes now. Yeah, literally I'm right a, before a, the pot I said I'm like about at a hundred. <laughs> so. Also, another thing, another stat I saw was that uh Devin Booker only has 147 turnovers this year, which is career low by like a good amount. How and many Tur- how many turnovers? 147. Do, do, like, for reference, like, who has the least turnovers? In the Uh, NBA or on the team? In the league, probably. Just, like, based on minutes, like, a minimum amount of minutes, obviously. Just to to put it in perspective, Devin Booker had 207 turnovers last year. He has 60 less this year while playing more point guard minutes. Yeah, he's getting – dude, he's so good. Uh, 21 who's number one Russell Westbrook yes 270 where you see total I'm on stat muse so if you look up most turnovers oh. let's look at least But I want – I don't oh, – it's annoying. I want to see, like hmm. – Oh, that's interesting. That is very interesting. He's basically not in the top 30 this year in turnovers. Devin Booker is. And he's, like I said, playing way more point guard minutes, which is – or I guess controlling the ball more. Okay, so well, Luca averages the most turnovers a game, along with James Harden. Shocker. At four point five. <laughs> They're like the same player. <laughs> How many did you say Devin Booker has? One hundred and forty-seven. Okay, so that's. Um, why don't you just look up Devin Booker's average? No, I know. I was looking at where he ranks in the league. Um, oh. So. It's got to be like top 30. He's the 40th, exactly. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. It's really, really good. I guess I'd have to see like who specifically is above him. But um, that, the long story short, Devin Booker is not so slowly turning into one of the best players in the NBA is basically what we're trying to say. Moving on. Uh, let's talk a little bit. Let's just talk about. We'll talk about Shamit, and then we'll talk about the rest of the bench. But let's talk about Shamit first, dude. What a this game! This is exactly what we wanted him. This is what. We, yes, this is this what, we've is what been we expected about. the whole time. Yes. Yep. This is what we've been like. We're always just like, just wait, maybe. And uh, I'm gonna actually look at his game log to just make sure it's actually been like consistent because i know there was a couple games there where we were like oh he's terrible again (laughs) about this game i loved how he was hitting timely shots like we're starting to lose momentum a little bit or we're just a tie game he'll just come down here like he had like a little catch and shoot three turn around three like it was it was good to see today so landry shamit has hit at least two threes in each of the last four games and he hit one against the Lakers. And his shooting, his three-point percentage in the last five games, starting with tonight, tonight he shot 55% from three. Against the Bulls, he shot 50% from three, three of six. He shot five of nine tonight. Against Houston, he shot two of four. Against the Pelicans, he shot 40%, two of five. And then against the Lakers, he was one of two. 
So that's five games straight of at, of shooting at least 40% from three. Which, if he stays that hot, and then we get Chris Paul back, we get Cam Johnson back, we get whoever else, everybody. We're, like, we're decimated right now. But when we get healthy, imagine having Cam Johnson and this Landry Shamit both on the court shooting at the same time. And especially Off having Cam open up the floor a lot more for Landry Shamit. Because right now they're they're crowding Landry Shamit because he's the only shooter, like only a knockdown shooter off the bench. You bring Cam, pa- uh, Cam Johnson back. And op- campaign. Fuck it. And campaign's campaign been too. lighting it out. It opens up the floor a lot more out. for Landry Shamit. And the thing is, Dude. he's just shooting threes. He's driving. He's dunking. It's, it's really cool to see. It's so crazy because – and we, we keep mentioning this, but the Suns' second unit is like a play-in team on their own. Yeah. If they – I mean, granted, it would take them all like playing as well as they are currently. But, I mean, yeah. that's like low-key a play-in team just like I've- sitting on our bench. I've noticed a lot with with Landry Shamit is he's a lot like Jay Crowder, where like streaky. streaky, but he if he can just see the ball go in a few times, if he just drives it in once or twice before he starts shooting, then he just he hits those he hits those shots that that when he doesn't take any if he doesn't drive in or or take a little midi before like starting to take those fadeaway threes, they actually get like start knocking down if he takes those. So I think it's just like a whole mental thing where, and that happens to Jay Crowder a lot too. You see, once he starts working in like the floater or um, driving in and then start shooting, those are the games where he makes three or four threes in a game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jay Crowder was going to have a game, too, tonight if he didn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Or I'm, li- I'm so lying. He was terrible. I'm just kidding. I thought he well, was, like, two of three, but he was not. He he made our first basket of the game, our first basket after we were down 0-7, right, I think? Something like that. Yeah. Um, and then he went out before halftime, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it was the second quarter. Because he yeah. only he or he played 22 minutes, so I don't know. It might have been third quarter. I'm trying to think. I feel like I don't remember him playing in the third quarter. He played 22 minutes. He had to have. He had to have played in the Maybe. third quarter. I'm gonna here. It's like I want to see how many minutes he played then in the third quarter. I mean, if I can just find, like, look at the play-by-play, it's like. I'll just go to the, I can go to the NBA.com and you can do box score by quarter. All right, you told me about that. Yeah. Uh, Jay Crowder had a turnover in the third quarter. He played in the third quarter. He played five minutes, yeah. There you go. So, yeah. I did like Tory Craig. I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I did like in the in overtime in the fourth quarter, his his hustle, rebounding, really really good. Uh, yeah, the rebounding too. There's a lot of plays too where like they were about to get the ball, he just pokes it out and somebody else gets it, or like a little like he taps it to somebody, and he was he, he was hustling a lot, which is that's all we need from him. We did end up out rebounding the Kings on the night for 50 to 42. We had yeah. two players get double-digit rebounds in Aiton and Craig. JaVale had seven. Book had seven. Aaron Holiday had five. So, very Aaron good Holiday, I saw, I saw a stat. He's shooting 50% from three since joining the Suns. I think uh, he was he's 100% tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, – the floaters and stuff and the middies don't always fall. He's very inconsistent. But – I mean, like you just said, if he's shooting 50% from three, I can't complain. <laughs> yeah. And I, back to Tory Craig, I think I think that's going to end up being one of the most, like, best signings that we make this season because Good. of our rebounding. Or, sorry, one of the best trade pieces we got. 
that rebounding is going to help us so much in the playoffs because we saw it last year how bad we would get out rebounded. What yeah. does it say about the Suns though that Tory Craig just came in and is now <laughs> ten boards a game? Like, but yeah, you're right. I we didn't see it at first because he was a. Uh, he was uh, missing through. He was just chucking threes and not really doing anything. But now he's really started to pick it up. Yeah. And uh, that rebound. Yeah. I mean, you said it, man. Like that extra bit of rebounding is going to just be huge. And same with because I remember last year we would have, especially in the playoffs, there was a few games where we had a, some pretty bad foul trouble. And Bismack is, it's so good that we have him available whenever because. Yeah. If there's ever a game where where Javale and and Da have that foul trouble, I'm God not. Forbid. I am not. Well, yeah, but I'm still not worried about Biombo. I trust him. Uh, I'd be worried about Biombo having to play against a Jokic or Embiid or like. Yeah. Yeah, but Jokic and Embiid are any any All Star center. That's just. They're gonna get theirs, no matter who they're going up against. I know, but for, like, how tough can you make it for them? Yeah. So, but I think the thing is, is at that point, maybe you put Toy Craig on one of them, and because you saw tonight, Bismack Loki locked up Davion Mitchell towards the end of the game. I don't remember that. I'm not gonna lie. He Davion Mitchell was on the perimeter, kind of by corner three. And he was just trying to cross up Biombo, and Biombo was stuck on him like glue and ended up blocking his shot after he tried to take a jump shot. <laughs> oh, actually, Damn. really, really good hands for a center. Like, yeah, and good. Guard just, just trying to cross him up. He always sticks his hand in there. Yeah. And they're not able to cross it up, cross him up. Yeah, I just, my biggest concern is that he's 6'8. Yeah. Yeah, but he's built like he's fucking a truck. <laughs> he's built like a tank, but. <laughs> That height, especially against especially against Jokic, is gonna. It's, yeah. I just don't want to. Well, see do you that. think his do you think his perimeter D is gonna make up for it though? Because what center, what center um, has, no. has like not? I'm not I, saying he's the best perimeter defensive center in the league, but I think centers that can play defense on the perimeter are gonna give Jokic more of a problem than someone like, like Rudy Gobert. Um, I don't think it's going to make a difference because they're just not going to run sets on the perimeter for Jokic. They're just going to push him up. He's going to do his little, his little hook shot that he always does. It's just not yeah. – he can't guard it. And Biombo being – sick. I mean, it's already, like, super hard to guard because he's just good. But with 6'8 Biombo, like, I, I don't like it. Also, uh, Keldon Johnson has hit a game winner on the Warriors. So really yeah. on the Warriors? Yeah, on who the did? Warriors. Keldon Johnson. Let's go. I bet the I bet wait, how much did they win by? They won by two. Let's go. I bet the I bet this one and a half spread on them. <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> Keldon. Thank God. Wow, they lost to the Spurs. Uh, Curry it was a it was a layup. Curry did not play. What is hold on? It was on a – oh, they make missed a tweet? free throw and got the rebound. Yeah, make the tweet. And laid it in. You guys say Keldon Johnson in the Spurs. No, nah, because I don't know if I want to because Curry's not playing anymore. Yeah, great. So, I just don't – it's going – I think I'm going to put it on hold until the playoffs. Take their ass in the playoffs. Whoever <laughs> does. It doesn't even have to be us. Yeah, uh, back to the game, though. One thing I really – didn't like to see was um, when DeAndre Ayton was boxing out. He was boxing out whoever whoever needed to box out, and there was no Suns player in the area to go grab the rebound because they expected him to just grab it. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, he was left to box out two people at once at sometimes, which is like you can't ask of that from him. Uh, which is why Tory Craig helped a lot because he would fly in there and grab the rebound when Ayton is boxing somebody out. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very, uh, very solid game. He uh, didn't score a lot, but sometimes that's okay. Yep. And like I said, a lot. yeah. And like I said, I don't think, and I think I speak for all of us when I say we don't really, we just don't really care about these games anymore. No, I've, I'm just using these games now to see who's like out of all the role players, 
who's getting ready for the playoffs. Yeah, like who's ready? We gotta, we gotta, which, we gotta which, trim down the rotation. We've seen Landry Shamit ramp it up. Oh my God! I'm sorry. Um, so the Lakers are now tenth in the Western Conference, so they're the what? last team to play in. Um, with Timberwolves win or the Nuggets losing, I'm sorry, they are now seventh in the play-in. Whoa! So Lakers would have to go. But the Timberwolves the are in. They're tied with the Nuggets right now, but they have the Timberwolves are hot. Wait, can we talk about this for a second? Because I want to see if it's there's a chance the Spurs knock out the Lakers. They're only two and a half games behind, so easily. I know. Spurs schedule. The Lakers have the number one hardest strength of schedule remaining, by the way. (sighs) Yep, and the Spurs have such an easy – oh, my God, it's so easy. They play the Blazers three times. They play Blazers three times, Nuggets, Pelicans – or, I'm sorry, Rockets, Pelicans. Nuggets. Um, they end up playing the Spurs or the Timberwolves. They play the Timberwolves, Warriors, Mavericks. And yeah. then the Lakers have the Cavs, Sixers, Mavericks, Jazz. Pelicans, Nuggets, Nuggets uh, Suns, yeah. Warriors, Thunder, Nuggets. Oh, yeah, my God. Dude. There's a big chance the Lakers don't make the playoffs. Dude, tweet. It's a tweet. <laughs> and uh, the big thing I noticed is that all the teams that they're versing, like the, the better teams that they're versing, are all still fighting for their spots, unlike the Suns. They're still fighting. So, like, it's not like they can be resting anybody. They're going to be playing full strength against the Lakers, which is – that's not good news for them. Yeah, I'm going to be very happy if the Lakers miss the play-in. <laughs> the Le- LeBron, when the play-in was created, he said, whoever yeah. invented that shit needs to get fired. And now he's not even making the play-in. <laughs> I, it's a win-win for me either way. Either they get kicked oh. out or we get to beat them in the first yeah, round. Yeah, he's lucky just, there's a play-in right now because if yeah. there wasn't a play-in, there's zero possible way. Yeah, he'd be done for. That's God. the only reason. The play-in is the only reason the Lakers are relevant. Right so now. right now, he's they're either playing the Nuggets or the Clippers as of right now. and I, Those are two L's. Because yeah. Paul George is probably coming back. Even if he doesn't, the Clippers. Even if he doesn't, (laughs) have you seen Reggie Jackson against the Lakers? (laughs) He turns into Michael Jordan. Jeez, that's so funny. The big thing about the Lakers, though, is obviously their their roster construction is awful. Even though Westbrook is playing a little bit better now, they just have nobody on the floor that's like remotely good other than those two. I wanna, I wanna know. I want to see that LeBron uh, tweet. Frank Vogel. Uh, about firing the guy who... No, um, about... Uh, keep talking about how old my squad is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the thing that's so funny about the Lakers is that, like, yesterday in yesterday's game, they were, they were like, tied the whole time. They were close. They were in the lead. And then the fourth quarter, Chris Housewarzinger started going crazy because they had... Uh, I think they had, like, Carmelo Anthony guarding him or something. Or like THT was guarding Kristaps Porzingis, which is why like if we if we have to play that, I think DeAndre is gonna have like, a series of his life. Yeah. Did you guys see the tweet from? Uh, I forget what account it was, but it was like if the Lakers see the Suns with the healthy Anthony Davis, that oh, yeah, I saw that. That series will be more competitive than people think. Like, bro. Like, really? <laughs> guarding, oh, I. Who's guarding Devin Booker? <laughs> Who's guarding? Chris yeah. Brown? Who's guarding anybody? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, are you going to put LeBron on Booker? What? Like, yeah. LeBron's not even a good defender. Yeah, like, we, have, I don't know. We, have, we have some big bodies to throw at LeBron and AD. Yeah. Nah, dude. The Lakers have no shot for anything. They're done. Yeah. LeBron's gone after this season, too. Have you guys seen you know, that tweet about him coming to the Suns? Yeah, I saw a tweet about the, like, oh, the, the, the Sixers or the Suns to win a championship. Who said that? I don't remember. It was, was uh, it Charles Oakley. Charles Oakley, yeah. Oh, Charles. yeah. Uh, who are you guys trading for LeBron? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he's playing it. at this rate. CP, 100%. I would do that in a heartbeat. He's you're going to have to do more. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, Brandon, make not the title. Sorry. Make the title of this podcast Suns Trade for LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> Got a quick I, uh, I no. would not mind trading anybody. Anybody. Uh, this is uh, it's gonna be a little uh, controversial, but other than Booker and Aiton. You trade? I don't know if I'd trade Mikel for LeBron, bro. No, and look. And Mikel. I, you, I don't have to, you don't have to give up as much as you guys think, I don't I, I think. I mean, no, you gotta match the, the contract at least. Yeah, see, like, CP and LeBron are probably already close to being matched. Yeah. You probably just have to trade look at the probably ring. like money-wise. I think Chris Paul and like Dario and right. maybe like Shamit probably gets it done. And money-wise. You gotta, think, you gotta think like no, I bet Chris Paul and Shamit alone get it done, but Dario, you can just fucking throw him in there. But with yeah, LeBron yeah. asking for a trade, his value automatically goes down. He didn't ask for a trade. If he if he requ- if he goes to the the Lakers are not trading LeBron regardless, and he they wouldn't trade him to a Western Conference team. They wouldn't trade him to the Suns, right? Also if he requests about, uh, a trade to the, the Philly rate, or the Suns, his value. The rate at which LeBron is playing right now, he's the scoring leader. And he's going crazy. Okay, it's empty stats. He can he can play he can play point. He's, he's value, is, value is still very high because at this rate it looks like he's not slowing down for a minute. He'll be on. The I mean, when he all I'm gonna say scoring record. All, all I'm gonna say is if the Suns make a blockbuster trade for LeBron James this offseason, I will have to delete a lot of tweets. <laughs> I'm I'm a LeBron fan, so I, I am not. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, we're not getting into this. The best player of all time. You drop LeBron in Michael Jordan's era, and he is at draw. He's averaging fifty. Oh my god. <laughs> he is. You put what even is prime LeBron? He's been in his prime. There has been no prime. Prime LeBron is. Yeah. It's not right now. I'll tell you that. Why? Much. But he can shoot now. Because he doesn't play defense. Okay. One, one trade I would like. And he's he's know. been similar. Devin Booker doesn't play defense. His... Yes, he. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, I almost lost my mind. <laughs> I had to say. One trade um, I want to do is I to. on Twitter a little bit. Me and uh, I mean Keith Keith talked about it a little bit. Jason Tatum to the Suns. Yes, please. Whenever, whenever his oh contract. God, whenever. Oh my might, God. Oh my but, God, dude! If you put Devin Booker and Jason Tatum together, they are running the league. Yeah, it's over. That's a trade where I would not mind throwing McHale in there, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. I love McHale. I love him so much, but Jason Tatum is Jason Tatum. That guy. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's that on. guy. Let's let's construct a trade and see if. If uh, they would I'll pull up the, uh, pull up the trade machine, yeah, that's what I that's what I was just about to do. For, for you gotta make money work, yeah, for Jason Tatum. Mikhail, right, add one team, uh, Boston, add team two, Phoenix. All right, uh, they give us Tatum and we give them Mikel. We'd have to give them more money somewhere, yeah. Um, Shamit, like Shamit would big... 100% get in. We'd have to get Shamit. We'd have to give Dario. But we also have to make it worth their while. You know what I mean? I wouldn't mind throwing a campaign either. Not gonna no, lie. we have to throw in either Dario or campaign for the money to – see, even Dario, Mikel, and Shamit, the, the money still they doesn't work. Love, they would love campaign too because they don't have a, a real point guard like that. So for the money to work – We'd have to give them Dario, Campaign, Mikel Bridges, and Landry Shamit. And honestly, guys, I, I don't know that I'd say no to that. Dude, I would do that in a heartbeat. Dude, because yeah. if you think about it, Shamit is fairly easy to replace. Dario doesn't play for us anyway. Campaign, he's great, but he's a backup point guard. And we have, hopefully, Aaron Holiday can be better. And then Mikel is just like that quality player that you have to give up, unfortunately. But you get Jason I know the Celtics Tatum. Uh, but the you Celtics, get Jason Tatum. Uh, 
I would do disgusting things for Jason Tatum <laughs> to be in a Suns jersey. Uh, I was saying, I know the Celtics are on a roll right now. They're playing very, very well. But if you think about the four players we're giving up, they would not – they would fit perfectly on their team. On the Celtics? Yeah. Can't, they need a point guard, campaign. Dario, they need a, they, they, like, they could use a power forward. Oh, my God. We, they're already the number one defense in the league. Adding Mikel. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, they're going to have Jalen Brown, too. Yeah, I, I don't think they would say no to that trade either. Obviously, we – we have to probably add picks, though. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. Them. We're adding four or five picks. We're not having but picks until. I'll give them all of our first-round picks because if we get – if we team up Booker and Tatum, we're never losing. We're winning every championship while they're both yeah. on, this, on the same team. I'm sorry. They're both going to enter their prime at the exact same time. Maybe Literally. Little, Tatum will be a little bit – actually, no, about the same, yeah. Dude, please. I just, I just wish we had gotten a little bit luckier in the lottery. In 2017, if we had gotten that third pick, mm. oh my god, yeah, we'd be disgusting. There's that, the, uh, that's, that, cool. that's that's something that irks me. I never will ever not think about is all the the different players we passed up hard. on yeah. in drafts. Oh yeah, we well, had not that or... not that we like. Ha- okay, oh, you just mean like. In the draft, in the whole draft. Yeah, like like we picked. Who did we pick that draft? Um, what draft was that? Was that twenty seventeen? We took twenty seventeen. Yeah, and then twenty eighteen we took Marquis, Chris, and Dragon Bender. I think. Oh no, twenty eighteen we took. My bad. That was twenty sixteen. Twenty eighteen we took Aiden and Mikhail. 2016, we took Bender and uh, Chris, and then 2017, we took Josh Jackson. Yeah, so yeah 2017, 2016. we took Josh Jackson over Aaron Fox. What's up? 2016, we took Dragon Bender at number four over Jamal Murray. Yeah. We missed, yeah, 20, uh, we missed two lottery picks in that same draft. And then 2017, we also passed up on Donovan Mitchell. Screw screw De'Aaron Fox. We missed, <laughs> we missed De'Aaron Fox, Jonathan Isaac. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo, uh, Jared Allen. Speaking of Jonathan, pretty much it. Josh Hart, I guess. Kuzma. Get me Jonathan Isaac on the Suns when he's healthy. That would be insane too. I'd love that. Because I think who was talking about it? Uh, Brandon from Twitter. Uh, he was saying that we can throw Jonathan Isaac at the four and let him run like a free safety. Because you know he can he can cover a lot of ground. He's like one of the best defenders in the NBA. Is he a good shooter? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not bad. But he, his defense is just insane. Him and Aiden together, with Mikhail Booker and whoever. Oh yeah! Him. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! We get him Matt, so cheap. dude. We could get Aiden, him for so cheap. Aiden, Jonathan, Isaac, and Mikhail, and Chris Paul, and Devin Booker too. <laughs> dude, we would not have to give up that much for him because oh, how he, much he's been value, His value is pretty low right now. That's why I was like. And that the idea of him running like a free safety, just covering all the ground while Aiden just you know Aiden covers the center, that's a great idea. All right, we're gonna build a Jonathan Isaac trade. Uh is Dario big either, is it? What? His contract isn't even too big, is it? It's 17. 17 for four years. So no. Yeah, that's oh that's we can afford it too, man. Yeah, I would literally give up Dario. And then we'd have to make up nine. I say, I say we throw in Craig. Yeah. Well, if we do this next work. year, if we do this next year, if we give up Dario and Shamit, which I think they would probably do, and give them like two picks, perfect. Because Shamit's making 10 mil next year. Oh, yeah. After his extension kicks in. Yeah. So. Oh, so that goes for the Tatum trade, too. Yep. But I guess probably those four players still just need to be in it. So, in- the last time Jonathan Isaac played, he averaged two blocks, two steals. He had oh he shot thirty four percent from three on three attempts, and then he shot forty seven percent on nine attempts, uh, ten attempts. That's incredible in thirty four games, which is not a huge sample size, but yeah, still really good. Yeah, he's another who who was the person on Twitter who was like begging for the Suns to get Terrence Ross. 
I don't know. I don't know, but I would have liked that too. I would have liked Terrence Rust. I, I didn't. I wasn't begging for it, but I did mention it. I know there's. I don't know how to say his name, so I'm not going to try to. But the guy that uh, likes Kuzma. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Well, let's just say I would have rather had Terrence Ross over Eric Gordon. I'll say that right now. Really, I. Don't cheaper, know. cheaper, and there's not that big of a skill gap. Things Gordon is more consistent. Yeah, and to honestly, at the time, I mean, isn't Terrence Ross kind of a? Is he a two or is he a three? He's a two, but he could he could probably play one if he really wanted. He he does he is not that bad of a ball handler. He would be our, he would be our Jordan Clarkson off the bench. Yeah, literally, that's oh, a perfect okay. a cheaper Jordan Clarkson because he can. Drop twenty and a quarter. The thing is that he's not, as, the bench. he's not as consistent as Jordan Clarkson, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't mind if this price is probably very cheap. Yeah, literally, he's twelve and a half mil. Eric Gordon was is almost nineteen. Yeah. Do you guys still wish we had traded for Eric Gordon? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really bother me. We're like even even before I wasn't like super on big on the train of get Eric Gordon. I would have really liked it, but like, I was still, I like I told you guys before, like Shamit needed to just get comfortable in his role, and he's yeah. he would have he he's gonna we know he can do it. So I I still I wanted to ride the Shamit trade a little longer. I was pretty big on the trade. Uh, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say I would, I would like regret it or feel bad or anything. Just because we did get Aaron Holiday, we got Tory Craig. And Landry Shamit stepping up, so our bench, our bench is very, very good. We don't, we don't really necessarily need him. Yeah, Shamit, uh, starting to step up again definitely makes you feel a little differently. Because I mean, two weeks ago, I would have been like, "Damn, I really wish we traded for Eric Gordon." But with how Shamit's playing now, he's essentially just doing kind of what Eric Gordon would do. Mm-hmm. Is like he's just doing it, so we're we're fine, and he's cheaper. So as long as he just keeps it up, we're going to be fine. It's just we haven't really seen the consistency quite yet. I want to see a couple – I want to see a few more good games in this stretch. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. Um, what else? Do we want to talk about the refs at all? That it was the worst officiating I've watched – with my own two eyes, two eyes in a game. It was before. pretty bad. They missed like three travels, um, like two offensive fouls. It was so bad. I just, I think it's obviously it was very, very bad. But I think it was good that we that it didn't happen in the regular season, just so our players would know. We know they can step up and adapt to it if need if they need like you know Booker fouls out, Eaton fouls out, Javale fouls out. If there's bad refs, how they will deal with it. I think it is. I don't think it's too bad of a. We can look at it in a positive way. Yes. I something I do want to call out is the fact that after Booker had fouled out, it was Shamit that hit the, I guess technically the game winner. Yeah. I think that's very very big. I think that's super important to his confidence, especially because mm-hmm. now he's like. Right now he's coming off of. Argue, probably one of his better games of the season, to be honest. Yeah. Arguably his best. Yeah. Looks very, very comfortable compared to before. It looked, looked, he, looked like he was thinking a little too much before. I guess, like, hesitant a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's just letting it fly now, and it's going in. So Like, he's not thinking about it. He's just yeah, chugging think, it. That's why, like, the complaints we had on Twitter was that he was playing too fast for his own good. But I guess that's his play style, like you know, like how JJ Redick used to play, just run, run and shoot, run and shoot, run and shoot. Yeah. That is how he plays. And if it's going in, then it's his confidence is gonna keep going up. So and that kind of scared me at the end of the game when um I think there was like a minute left. We were maybe down one or two, and he just rushed to three. Yeah. Um, and then he got that inbound pass, he was wide open and he and he splashed it. So he made up for it, but it scared yeah. me a little bit after he took that first one. It's good to know his misses are not in his head. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, that 
pretty much covers the game. Uh, I do want to kind of preview our next game really quick. It is on Wednesday at Minnesota. They are like fully healthy. I think they're only missing Jaden McDaniels. And then, I mean, you guys know who we're all missing. So I am, you never know with the Suns, but don't be surprised if this is one that they drop is all I'm going to say, because just because of the injuries on our side. Yeah, I'm very excited to see Aiden versus Cat. Yeah, because Aiden always has those games against big centers where he just likes to go off. And uh, Those are usually his better games. Yeah, Cat's been going crazy recently. We all know he dropped 60 and then 30 and 30, whatever. Uh, We'll see how Aiden responds to that. And then obviously they have their big three, D'Lo and Anthony Edwards. Which Anthony Edwards will be playing, I think, this time. Yeah, and then Patrick Beverly versus Devin Booker. Of course. Keep him away from Patrick Beverly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not not much to talk about, really. Just, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. It should be a good game. Uh, is there anything you guys wanted to cover before we wrap it up? No, I think no, I'm not. good. Yeah. All right, well, before we wrap it up, I do want to remind – the listeners about the giveaway we are doing on Twitter right now. We are going to be giving away a free NBA jersey of your choice. All you have to do is go to our Twitter account at WKB podcast underscore. Follow us, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube and retweet our pinned tweet. And once we reach our goals, we will be selecting one random winner for a completely free NBA jersey jersey of your choice. So make sure you go follow us on Twitter. While you're there, you can find me on Twitter at Mikel Bridge. You can find Aryan at, on Twitter. Uh, what's your at, Aryan? Uh, Aryan S19. Brandon. Is at Brandon, A-D-I-E-R. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the We Know Well podcast, and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Peace out.